Hey y'all, it's your girl Shakina. I'm Kirsten. And it's your boy Lou. And we are opinionated. So first I would like to ask everybody how y'all weeks have been. And I'm gonna start off with Kirsten. My week has been pretty good. Um, I got a lot of like errands, the things, you know, back end paperwork things I needed to get done, tackling with the VA back and forth. It was good. And then we ended it with, um, we went to the Virginia State Fair yesterday. How was that? It was good. It was good. It was crowded. Like, oh my God. (laughs) By By the end of it. But like, we went early in the morning to, you know, be there by ourselves. It was nice. Um, I enjoyed myself. I had a lot of food. Had some fried Oreos. It was great. <laughs> okay. I've been meaning to try those. It was good. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. They were. It's sweet, but they good. It's better than a funnel cake. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try those. That's real sweet, then. <laughs> it's oh real sweet. God. How was your week, Walter? It was pretty good. I ain't been doing too much and nothing on vacation. So trying to get me a little, you know, something going on. In the meantime, I've just been painting every day, trying to perfect my craft, get better at that. But so, so just being lazy. What about you? My week has been pretty cool. Like I can really say this week has really went, came and went. I was really waiting to watch um, the new episodes of what is it? Love is blind. Cause that season is crazy. Like if y'all don't watch that show. Yes. That show is this season is real different. So since I work from home, I really just be looking forward to new shows coming out during the week for the most part. So yeah, other than that, it was pretty cool. You get to watch the comedy special. Like I was telling you. No, I did not. She uh, got yeah. She got a special on Netflix. You gotta watch it. I just like Lunell anyway, though, but it's yes. crazy. It was a, I think it was what I expected Monique's on to be. Monique kind of been letting me down on the comedy tip, but yeah, you got to watch Lunell's. But Lunell, her, like, isn't she just more like the freaky auntie type yeah. of thing? Maybe Monique was always just like the the big auntie that just, you know, stayed in her place type thing. Like she made jokes about her personal life. So as far as Lunette, I think they just had two different styles of comedy. I mean, yeah, but even with two different styles of comedy, you can still make that difference. Like, yeah, this person might talk about this, but this person talk about this, but how they delivery and what they talk about and stuff, I feel like that's what made them different. Mm-hmm. Like she is was the- Monique ever really like ah, oh my God, type of funny or was she just like oh shit that was funny to me I thought she was like she was my favorite female comedian for a while but that last special she was just saying nigga too much and it's crazy because I do but it was making me uncomfortable like I don't know right yeah well speaking of uncomfort did y'all see in the blogs this week about Miss Ebony K. Campbell coming out saying that most women need to come out and date while in college, like strive for the misses, the MRS degree on top of the BS and BA? Let's get into it. The reality that needs to be said out loud is that as black men age, their desirability increases, thus their optionality of women is always expanding. And the exact opposite is true for black women. Mm -hmm. As we age, 
doesn't matter how much money we accumulate, our degrees or professional accolades. The reality is, is that our marriage and partnership market value is depreciating with every passing year. No matter how good we look, no matter how fit we are, men are still seeing primarily our presumed dwindling fertility as a knock against us. And speaking of fertility, that is another reason that I want younger black women to seek marriage and partnership in college or right after, if that's what they choose. Because the number of college-educated black men is so low when compared to black college-educated women that we're all going to be targeting the same small pool of men. And as we heard today, on most campuses, there's like seven black women students for every one black man student. Y'all do the math. So here's my advice. If you are a young black woman in college and you know in your heart and in your head that you want to prioritize family, I suggest that you simultaneously pursue that MRS degree right along with that BA or JD. Because a handful of black college-age men that actually do desire to get married soon, and they do share that value system, and family is a priority for them, too, y'all, that is an incredibly small pool, and it's shrinking as you get older. And by the time you reach my age, 40, you will be faced with different choices relating to life partnership and motherhood. Now, I'm not saying that delaying marriage or motherhood is a bad option, but it's one that comes with its own consequences. And our women deserve to know on the front end of their decision-making instead of on the back half. So I want to start off with the male in the group because she's primarily speaking to the women. So I want to know how you feel because they do say that men as they age appreciate and it's the opposite for women. So how do you feel about what Ebony K. Williams said? I feel like she made some good points because I, usually people go to college today anyway, at least, you know, get that experience. But I don't feel like people should make that a main priority. It's already enough to think about having to pass classes and get that out of the way. But along with finding somebody, making that a main priority, that's just too much. College expensive, you're not really there for that, in my opinion. True. But we do it all the time. So I don't know what the upgrade, like the outrage would be about. They go okay. to just to get married. I ain't gonna say we go to college just to get married. You but said I'm white, women. white women. Oh, white women. Oh, I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. But I'm gonna let Miss Kirsten have her stance. How do you feel about what she said? I think that she was completely accurate. Like, honestly. If that's what you want, that's the time to do it. And she's saying it as someone who's on the other side of having waited and did the degree thing first and then, you know, tried to do the family thing after. And she's having a harder time because she is older, because people are assuming things, you know, men assuming things about her and her fertility status as an older woman because they hear these things, right? It, it is what it is. She's not wrong. Like, if you really do want to do that, and it's not wrong for men to think that either, because some of it is true, right? Your eggs don't last as long as you, they're not the same condition as they were at the age of 20 compared to age 40. Like, it's not the same. So, having children, I've had children 10 years apart now, right? Mm-hmm. 
It was completely different. And having children is like a younger woman's thing. Not to say you can't do it as an older woman. It's just harder to rebound. True. I kind of got a question. Mm-hmm. I know it's, my bad. I know it's your turn, but no, go ahead. You go to college. Um, like I wonder if she's saying to find dudes that are in college. Those should be the dudes you date. But that would be contradictory to the whole modern mindset of women wanting to do with a lot of money already. Because if you're in college, essentially you broke, especially as a guy. Because, you know, women can kind of go to the club and navigate themselves in different ways to where they don't really need a lot of money. But as a dude, especially when you're trying to pursue a woman, you would need to be financially set in some aspect. So it's like, which one would you rather choose your husband for right now or the potential of what he could be? And even with that potential, it's not guaranteed because you got a lot of women that will overlook potential now. So it's kind of, which one would you rather? So I just want to speak how I feel about what she said and then continue on to what you're saying. Since I did have to start off going to college, it's more so like, it's your mindset. It's not necessarily that we want a guy that is a millionaire and we're 18, 19, and we just got into college. I feel like what Ebony is trying to say is, my bad. You have to be fo- you have to be able to be focused on multiple things as a young woman because like we said when as men age they appreciate because y'all are really getting into y'all careers y'all are making the money where this that and the fourth we as women want nuclear homes so like we like to be the submissive wife we want to be in our quote unquote soft girl era we want to be able to do this that and the fourth if we're still in that young mindset, we're more likely to to date a man with potential because we are still standing in our potential as well, but we're also in our prime. We're not necessarily just looking for guys in college. I feel like she's just saying, be focused on your studies, this, that, and the fourth, but you have to understand it's so rare to find a man out here with a degree that's going to be making however much money she's trying to say. But if women is more focused on finishing that degree, just think about how much time is passing. We're only 21 for one year. We're only 22 for one year. These are some of the biggest years of our lives where it's time to start a relationship, get serious about somebody, start loving, start a family, because that's just how it is. Like, we will have to look outside of school as well. We also have to look outside of men with degrees because the only thing I didn't agree with as far as what she said is is limited men out here with degrees, but it's not limited men out here with job certificates that can start jobs. It's a lot of guys out here that are real business minded and they didn't need school to get to where they wanna go. Look at the DDGs of the world. He dropped out of college. So just imagine a girl that met him at 18, 19, they started dating and they got serious. He did, he dropped out of college, but he still became DDG. You know what I'm saying? So it could have been DDG and whoever else. So it's more so just focusing on if you want a man, period, we have to be able to open up our eyes and open up our options because we cannot waste the little bit of time that we do have. God, don't 
we can't waste a little bit of time that we do have where we're fertile. Like we start our cycles at a young age. Yeah. So yeah. we become women at nine, 10 years old. We only have up until let's just say 30 and we're geriatric. So yes, it's going to be harder, but it's still doable. But when men, our ages are looking at us aging, it's kind of like, uh, but look at the 20 year old and I'm already making my money. So y'all have way more options than us. So we have to take advantage of our time more so than men. I don't, I wouldn't say that we got way more options than y'all. I would say that, um, it's a maturity thing that come with older women. It's like they a lot less accepting of a lot of things. So y'all just not willing to put up with a lot of stuff or y'all not willing to change a lot of stuff. I feel like that's why when women get older and they decide to get married, they end up getting divorced. Not all, but a lot because they stuck, you know, they already stuck in their way of thinking at 30. They feel like they already know everything. I've been taking care of myself. I don't need you. So I feel like it's just harder to um find some but are we basing that on because i think what she's saying is more of like an education level as far as being stuck in our ways i mean if you're experiencing guys that are somewhat immature multiple times in a row you get tired of that like for me it's like i had to stop certain things because you're not about to just come at me any kind of way and that should go for anybody that's just having self-respect. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not saying that all women are like not stuck in their ways and they're not B-words at a certain point, but it's just like, we still have to respect ourselves. Just because we're trying to date a man and we're trying to get married don't mean that you can talk to us can any kind of way, treat us any kind of way because you know what we want. And I agree, but I'm saying y'all, like, when it comes down to choosing to use your college years as a focal point on marriage. That wouldn't be real smart if you got something that you're trying to accomplish. But at the same time, the older you get, I wouldn't say it's based on your age as to why you can't find nobody. It's based on your mindset, which is kind of conflicting with what she's saying because she's saying, oh, I can't find nobody because I'm old. No, you can't find nobody because of the way you think. You get what I'm saying? Okay. I do, do you have anything? Okay, go ahead. I, I, I get what you're saying. I understand. And I don't entirely disagree that it can be the fact, yes, people are set in their ways. And sometimes that does lead to why they're not successful dating as they get older. People have a hard time. Um, however, I just, I still agree with what she said. Like, because... It's just, it's a prime time in a woman's life. Like most of the time when you, that time period of when you would go to college, right? For instance, I, I took that time and I went to the military instead, but I still did the same thing. While I was there doing my military thing, you know, furthering my career, doing all those things, I was simultaneously looking for a partner amongst the, the men, you know, that I was encountering away from the men that I had encountered at home, if that makes sense. Because I'm in a new place, I'm in a new social circle, I'm in, you know, meeting people from all different places. I'm, I'm looking actively for a husband at this point because I know that that's something that I want, right? 
And I'm thinking that if I find someone as I'm, well, I'm younger and we're both in this place of trying to get ourselves together as, you know, to be successful adults in this world, if we do that together, it's much easier and it can lead to a more lasting relationship, right? Because we were here together doing this before any success that either one of us may have had. So it leads to a more genuine connection. That's how I felt anyways. And I want to just add this as well. Men also have to be willing. Like from my experience, I'm not saying this is men in general, but from my experience, me dating guys, most men weren't even ready or were not on the same type of time. And when you are living in one place, and that's why people always say it's good to get out of your comfort zone. When you're living in one place, you generally meet most of the same people like if they are on this type of mindset you're likely to meet that same type of person again and over and over and over again you have to be able to get out of your comfort zone and start talking to other people and go to other places network a little bit more but it is hard to date like for me i'm 26 i am petrified that I'm not going to end up in a family, you know? And sometimes it's not, I'm not even saying that I'm innocent because I have my ways, but sometimes guys are just buttholes too. <laughs> like, it's not just us females trying to force anybody to do anything. It's just when you meet some so many people in the same mindset, it's harder to date, especially if it's your goal to get married and your goal to have kids by a certain time like i just knew i was having kids by next year so it's more so just like your mindset the people that you meet where you are like even with cursing it's like it's a time and a place you know you never know when you're going to meet the man of your dreams or whatever so it's different for everybody i'm not going to say just because you go to college you're going to meet your husband because i thought that was going to happen and that was a freaking lie Watching love and basketball. <laughs> she didn't meet him at college though. <laughs> um, but but you know, in general, like you know, you go up yeah, to college, yeah, yeah. you have this this thing in your head that oh da, da, da. even school days. I grew up watching a lot of like college-based movies growing up, and it's all different, but you just a different you have world. this thing in your mind, exactly a different world. You just know that you're gonna meet your husband in college, but that's not for everybody. But I also wanted to share um, Ebony K. She did an interview on the Breakfast Club and they had call-ins for women that were, you know, who had something to say about what she said. So I just want to share the first part of that because I thought she said something that really resonated with the whole topic at hand. So one second. Oh, well, I just kind of wanted to agree with her. First of all, um, she stated that if this is the if this is what you want in your life, this is what I suggest. So she was not pushing that on anyone. But if we're being honest, that's what our counterparts teach their girls. So go to college and find a husband. Education is almost secondary to especially white Southern women. So I don't see a problem with it. Is that true? Thank you, sis. It absolutely is true. So, you know, I went to UNC Chapel Hill, Mm -hmm. a very predominantly white institution uh, in the South, as the good sis just mentioned. And that ring before spring shit is serious for Mm. them. Uh, and it's it's twofold. What they're looking to do, because our counterparts 
tend to view marriage primarily through a lens of economic stability. Mm -hmm. Let's be clear. Uh, And historically, we know that is the nature of marriage. Uh, Correct. It's a a transaction of sorts. And I know, once again, uh, you know, the tears are going to roll when I say that out loud for some. I don't know why. Because they, they are not willing to really stand in the reality of the tenets of, of marriage in America today. Love don't pay mortgage. Uh, right. So that's that's the reality. And our counterparts do it all the time. The difference is they are not shamed when they do it. I think that when you see black girls and black young women going and making the space for marriage as, as much of a priority as education, it flies in the face of a generation that told me and mine, go to school, stay focused, don't get pregnant. Boys are a distraction, right? They're going to throw you off your game. Get your education, get your money, get your house, get your power, figure out who you are, stand in it, and then go partner, get married, and live happily ever after. (laughs) Here's the thing. Most black women do want the traditional marital nuclear family model. Mm-hmm. And when you get to a certain level of income as black women, a certain level of power, this a was- certain level of being able to travel the world on your own dime and be in the sky lounge without some dusty sun swipe. That shrinking okay? happens. The shrinking happens. And also, let me tell you what else. You move different, sis. You move. You, you, you think your swag is on a thousand today and it's very high and I, I love seeing it. Wait till you... Wait till you're over that million dollar a year mark of income. Wait till it's like, wait till you own your your $1.7 million property in your own name and only your name is on the deed. Based on a true story, I mean, can't win. That's a, <laughs> so I'm just saying, you, you, you ain't nobody's going to be able to tell you shit unless they're coming all the way correct. Period. And that's going to make that pulse pool rather even smaller. Go ahead, Andy. That's exactly what I was saying. But you know what I don't like? I really don't like how... Um, even though I agree with everything they said, because that's what I was saying. Like white people, white women usually go to college in search of a husband. But I don't like how um, black people, like how we always comparing ourselves to white right. and what white people do. But at the same time, she right. White people don't, they do it all the time. But what they don't mention is the divorce rates and domestic violence against right. each other in that demographic. But we try to compare our ways to the good ways that they have, but they always lead the bad ways out. Yeah, I don't like the whole race thing because white women are not the only ones that do it. Like, I we know a girl that's married to a whole lawyer. She a teacher. They cute. Da, 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 da. I feel like they pursued each other. Like they dated in college. They did their thing. I'm pretty sure her end goal was to be married to who she's married to now. So I think that's. I feel like in the back of every female's head, that's everybody's goal. Everybody just go about it in a different way. But then at the same time, it's just how you're accepted within this because I don't think it's more of a race thing. I think sometimes it's more of how you look and how you come off type of thing. Like being the bougie, uppity type of prissy type of females, I see them being treated a certain way in their relationships. I don't know what's going on in their relationship. They can, get, they can be getting their head knocked off behind the closed doors. But from what I'm seeing... They will date somebody that I'm just saying in general, like we don't know, but from the outside looking in, it's like, dang, am I supposed to dress this way? Am I supposed to look this way to get a man's attention for you to treat me a certain way? Because I don't dress 
all uppity and prissy. I don't walk with heels and a purse in my hand all the time. I'm more chill. People look at me like a homegirl. You know what I'm saying? Other than, oh, this can be my wife. So I feel like it's also how you present yourself as well that gets that certain type of attention. I don't think it's a race thing. I was talking to this lady a couple of weeks ago, and she was talking about just finding your crowd. Like, I don't feel like you should have to change the type of person that you are. You shouldn't be finding nobody. You shouldn't have to go looking for nobody. Y'all should just find each other organically. Because if you were to change, oh, you this cool, chill person, but you're like, oh, well, people don't like that, so let me be like this. Now you'll have to keep up that facade, and you'll end up hating yourself in the process. So I feel like it's good to just be you. Exactly. Single. Go ahead, Karsten. <laughs> so I I do, I agree with what she said. I do agree. And I agree that the, the white women definitely do it. I saw that. I mean, I understand we're not supposed to compare it, but it's the reality of what's happening, though. We are not demanding those same type of accountability and responsibilities from the men that we engage in these relationships with and the way that the white women are. Whether or not there's domestic violence, whatever is happening behind the scenes, sure, that's fine. But I'm just saying from our side, looking at what they got going on, right, from from my side, again, the military thing, we've had, we would have the, the white girls would come, so they would, some of them would get pregnant, but they would demand that, boy, you're going to marry me. We're going to be together. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. We, we're going to, this is the family thing now. I'm going to, you know, we might still both be in the military, but I'm going to be home with the kids and going to school. You're going to do your thing as well. Like, we're still both furthering our careers, but they made sure to make that happen. All of them. But talking married. about the military, though, wasn't they still getting cheated on? Some of them, because the man wasn't, you know, but that's that man wasn't, you know, he was dipping it or she was, you know, spreading it wide for yeah, doing it too. more than just her husband. You know what I mean? Yes, but that's a military lifestyle thing. I just mean even like the college age women thing, like what they were doing. Yes, like it was very much, I'm seeking a husband. I met my husband like organically, right? Yes, we were both in the military. We weren't on the same boat. Um, we met off base even at like a bowling alley for a friend and we and we interacted a few times and then and then i started seeing him around in the military you know on base and stuff and i like his personality it was i was like okay he seemed like he being honest like he really want to do something so let's see what it is i was like this man will be this gonna be my man all right and that was my man <laughs> exactly and it's like you know we they always work. say it's a time and a place for you to meet your husband like Walter said you should meet your person organically like you shouldn't go looking for him um, and I believe in that and I I believe in timing 100% but it's still just like when you don't have we always looking at what other people have not knowing what the real situation is that's just a human emotion so but as far as like alternate ways to interact with guys and not finding that person, not finding that husband, I would like to enter Brittany Renner into this conversation because she said that she messed with 36 guys 
And now it's kind of like, oh my gosh, 36, 35, however many she said. And it's kind of like, what's wrong with that? Because most of y'all wives have a past. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So and let me. Some trial and error for you. Right. Like, we all have a past. It may not be 36, it may be more than 36. But who even having conversations about body count? As long as you ain't dirty, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. And I also want to enter double standards in this conversation as well. But let me share the video first. I had sex with 35 guys. Okay. <laughs> Whew. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Impressive isn't Woo. the word. So if I'm judged for Anybody having- Anybody else need a shot of this? If I'm judged for having great taste- We are in the bar, so help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we got this for the next hour. Woo. Can we talk about how the man with the list trying to um judge? <laughs> like- He's not judging, he just building, you know, reaction. You know. Yeah, you know how they used to have a laughing at, after the sitcom when the joke yeah. was yeah. He seemed like he was shocked for real, though. I was That's like, what I'm saying. What's a full of crap? <laughs> like, uh, Shannon ain't never... Don't act like that, Shannon. Like, you know you know Shannon this. Shannon probably got a few hundred on his roster. Like, let's be for real. You a whole football player. You ain't ugly. Come on, now. You you had women on the roster. Oh, but Shannon how y'all feel about it? Hmm? I didn't know Shannon used to play football. Yeah, Shannon. Sure. Yeah. Girl, I ain't watch the games. I just, you know, I just be on social media. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm, how do we feel about it though? I mean, I suspected it, she had to have been, you know, it had to be quite a few because she was, you know, like a little bicycle around here. But, um, I don't know. She just gives me like mini superhead vibes. So I expected it, to be honest. Like she want, you know, she want to be superhead. She she went that same route, you know. I wrote a book about all the people that I was humping on. <laughs> I mean, what you got to say, Walter? No, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. I don't even know, cause like I wouldn't even give it a superhead though, because she was a legend. Like to be compared to superhead, you got to be out here doing so. Right. That's why I said a mini though. She tried to follow in her footsteps with like, you know, getting with the famous guys, mm -hmm. and writing a book about it, you know, and then she is messy. I'm not against the I'm not gonna say I'm not against the judgment or whatever. I I can understand where the judgment come from, but it's like, are we really surprised she slept with she said she slept with Drake. She said she slept with these other people. She scouted out the man that she had a child with. So are we really surprised? I'm surprised she said it was 35. Right. I'm like, you know, like 35 that many to have that much. Like 35 is a lot. It is, it is a good little bit, but um, I, I think for what she's been doing, I agree. I thought it might have been higher. And then I thought about that line in the J. Cole song where he was like, you know, so you know you got to multiply by three, and that's really <laughs> <laughs> what it might be. <laughs> in reality, that was her public, you know, trying to 
say face answer. It might if be higher. Face, she should have chose three like everybody else. 35 is wild to be saving Facebook. <laughs> right. If you throw- said three and you 35, unless I know you personally, bro, I'm not yeah, going to believe another three. Yeah, I, but say 10. <laughs> I know this. I knew this girl with 80. What? what? I knew 80 bodies. I was like, oh. I don't know why I thought you said 80s. That's why I was like, what? But you said 80. And no disrespect to the people with AIDS. I was just, yeah. Oh God. But 80, that's crazy. It was a girl I knew. She was only like 20. She was high. She was like 27, but she had worked on the cruise ships. Ah, okay. But she was like, she got like 50 something. And I was like, I, I know. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> but do body count really matter, though? Like, do it really matter? The reason I feel like it matters, would you buy a pair of shoes that 35 people wore? Nigga, we've sucked dick that 35 <laughs> other people probably didn't suck. So and what are we talking about? Time, but I'm talking about in terms of marriage. Like, dating, okay, that's cool. Because, of course, you want somebody that's experienced. You don't want to have to teach nobody everything. So, so you wouldn't marry somebody with 35 bodies? Would you buy a pair of shoes that 35 people wore? Walter, unless you're about to marry a virgin, I don't really know what you're talking about. No, because I'm once, like, I once that hymen is broken, we can lie. We can say whatever we want. So what are we saying? I'm talking from a perspective of somebody who feels like this. Would you want to be with somebody that all these other people don't have because this is what I mean by women and women get mad because it is a double standard but y'all got more of a value than us in certain aspects so it's kind of like would you want somebody that everybody's had would you do you like buying used products that's how they feel about it it depends on the quality would you buy a pair of shoes? Well, that's true. It does depend on the quality. I would buy a used pair of shoes if they were the right quality. Like, if it was some Jeffrey Campbells and they were selling them used on Poshmark, I'm buying them. You tripping. I ain't even buying a car that got more than one owner previously. If it was a used car. Well, I'm glad you got bread, cause like, damn, if if it's a used car, two owners, a hundred thousand miles, and I need a car and it's reasonable, I'm gonna buy it. But it's gonna break down soon. Not using this as an analogy on women, but yeah, people don't like. But, used but, cars it, it, but it is giving off that you really like judging, cause it's like okay. Hold uh, on, let, let, let me let me put this in a real thing. It's so hard to have conversations with people in general. If we're looking at, oh, you got too many bodies. What if you have the best relationship with this person? You going to give it up because she slept with 35 people. But let's just say in five years, you haven't had this good of a conversation with somebody to want to at least keep them around to gain the potential of being in a relationship as long as they are loyal to you within that relationship and they not messing around with other people i don't see a dang on issue because we got to accept used men over you don't know that you don't 10, know that you... miles now, now you might have to cut this out you might have to edit this portion because this is not my personal opinion i'm just giving a different outlook in my personal opinion I wouldn't really care because I feel like you would really never know. And you're right. Sometimes, most of the time, 
hoes be the most down to earth. Like they be cool. Like hoes is easier to relate to. They got a lot of life experience. They just cool to talk to because it's like, damn, okay, you my dog, and I probably could see myself marrying you because you be saying some real shit because you you've been through the ropes. You kind of understand. So, and you might be a little more street smart because you don't seen some things. So, in my personal experience, and I don't judge people. Because you don't know what circumstances they may have been through at that point in their life or what they could teach you. You could learn a lot from somebody who done did a lot, in my opinion. But what I'm saying is a lot of people feel like they don't want that. It's a lot of dudes out here that want to shape and mold women to be their woman. They don't want a woman that's trying to tell them what to do. You always hear dudes say that they want somebody that's submissive and they want somebody who will listen to them. You can't do that when you done been around. But if you don't have that many bodies, then you are more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Receptive to being- Susceptible. Susceptible to anything. That sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me, though. No, it's not. He's a, I, He has a point. I feel like, I, I mean- I, I hear it, but it's like, so let's I go on the opposite it. spectrum, though. If she didn't have that much experience, so she's closed off, like, yeah, I just wanted to be more. She just, she's trainable. I don't even like want to use that phrase, but she's trainable. I can fit you to be exactly what I like. You ain't going to go outside of this because you don't know anything other than this. You seen the color purple. How Mr. Treated Seeley. Right. right. What okay. you was going to say, Kirsten? Okay. I I understand where Walter is coming from. Or Luke, I'm sorry. Coming from. But, um, I think also another aspect, but I think it should go both ways. I think if the man got a whole lot of mileage on him and all of that, like it should go both ways, right? Because the re the women should be leery of getting with him as well, right? That community dick is coming with, it could come with all types of fire, like, and it's not just the chlamydia, gonorrhea, herpes, you know, the regular STDs. You also have to think about men carry HPV and give that to women all the time. And that causes cervical cancer and all types of problems for us that men don't get from it. They don't have those issues from it. And so that can go both ways. Like if you've been out here hopping on all these different pins, you ain't been using no condom, you didn't contract it, you know, you're going to have some sort of issues from that. Like these girls, a lot of girls, you know, I was in the a discord that I'm in and they were talking about the high STD rate, right? Going on. And some of the people in discord are healthcare workers. And they were talking about how it's girls coming in there with all types of cervical scarring from having contracted this thing multiple times you know, from being on, so I get like you not wanting to get with the girl who's been around because that could be a potential you're looking at, you know, trying to have kids, things like that. Sure, that could be a detractor for her, but it should also be a detractor for the man because you don't know, you know, they don't test men for them type of diseases. So you don't know what do. he got. Huh? They, test they got to ask for, it. for those. Okay. Like for certain tests and um, doctor's offices, they, they're not going to automatically, like, unless you're telling them that you're having unprotected sex, they're not going to automatically test you for yeah. HIV, herpes. You have to ask for those type of tests. They do test you for, yeah, I mean, you do got to ask. It's free, but you got to ask. 
See, but we don't. It don't have to. We don't have to ask for that. When we go to get like the pap smear, they test you for all of that. They do, but they still like for me. I'm not active, so they ask, "Do you still want to do it?" And I'm like, "Ah, yeah, right." No, because I'm not even doing anything. But I still feel like it's to be safe. Do it anyways, because right, shit could be dormant in your body. You know, you never even know. So Mm -hmm. yeah, right. Like, I mean, yeah. It just be like that. I don't know. I just it's a complicated conversation because in the human experience, the way that men feel about women, women feel about men. So it's really no correct answer to the issue. It's just being willing to say that you wouldn't want to date a girl because she got multiple bodies when you got multiple bodies hanging on you. I just feel like that's absurd. And to say that they're multiple because they didn't, that doesn't mean anything. A lot of women has been through a lot of things. A lot of men has been through a lot of things. Some are more willing to share it than not. I just feel like communication, like I'm, I'm really huge on communication because no, I don't have a million and 10 bodies. I'm a little bit more conservative with stuff like that, but it's like, you still not going to just think that you can just mold me and you're not changing either. So I feel like that issue goes a little bit deeper and it can go both ways, but to stay on prompt. I don't know. I just think it's a bunch of BS that would be like, oh, I got 36 bodies in front of a man that possibly have times two, you know? It's a possibility. I'm not saying Shannon Sharp out here just laying low, spreading the wide. I'm just saying like, it's a possibility that this man got way more bodies than me and you looking at me crazy for 36. That's where the double standard come come in because with men it's cool because when girls see like a Drake, it's like, oh my God, I know he a hoe, but it's Drake. Or Trey Songs. <laughs> Trey Songs. And we hearing all these stories. It's people still willing to throw their panties. You know what I'm saying? So I, I honestly feel like the answer to it all depends on like it boils down to do you want somebody, do you want to be with somebody who truly knows how to fuck? Because if you do, then you would date somebody who's had a lot of sex. Honestly. But I watched the whole interview. And what I can say, he was surprised because he like, well, why would you just blatantly say this information without cause? Like you just said this on a public stream and I fuck with her. I ain't even gonna lie. Like I never heard her actually speak before that interview, but hearing her speak, like she real as fuck. Like she owns who she is and you can't really help but respect it. But Would you be in a relationship with her? Would you pursue a relationship with Brittany Renner? No. I don't know. I don't know. Based on based on her vibe in that interview, it was like cool, but she a Pisces, and you know how they are in those terms. It's kind of like it's all glitz and glamour at first, but once they realize that it's not what they thought it was, they get real flighty and they will leave because she believes in true love, and it could be going good at first, but as soon as it's not what she her ideal was, she will leave. And I don't like people that follow their emotions like that. So do you feel like out of those 36 men, it could have been like, hit nigga down? Possibly. <laughs> she is fine, though. She is fine, so I'm pretty sure she got tired of them asking. But at the same time, she got so many options that I don't know if she would have really did that. 
But you think she got a lot of options? Because I feel like women like that, it looks like she got a bunch of options, but to even express that you had sex with 36 men, it's kind of like, damn, like none of, not one of those 36 men wiped you or wanted to wife you or, you know, because yeah, then we can go back and ask that question too. What if she just didn't like them enough? It wasn't that. She said that before. <laughs> she said that um, hmm, it was something I was listening to and she's addressed that. Like she wasn't, it was, she was a side piece a lot. And she was okay with like, she wasn't demanding that from them to begin with until now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's easy to put yourself in that place because you really just be wanting that attention from attention from a man. And that goes back to how you were raised. Did you get that attention? Did you learn how you were supposed to be treated? Like mm-hmm. women need they men more than we need our dang on mothers because to move around in this world, we really need to know what a man thinks and how they're gonna treat us eventually. Cause if you go into the world oblivious, you gonna give yourself to more people than not, but then you also got the opposite end and we're not getting into all that. So I don't uh, know. There's just a lot of dummies out here with daddies. So I feel like <laughs> it just depending on the person and they form a self-love, a self-understanding to be like, okay, well, I'm not gonna put up with this or I'm gonna put up with this or, you know, Treating people, telling people how you should be treated. Yeah, you just gonna miss out on a lot of men because it's easy to say what you want and what you don't want, but if that man don't want it, stay in that, stay in it, stay in it. Because I, I what I realized is when a woman says, let's just say, I don't want to have sex, I want to just develop a relationship. Men is either going to take that or they not. You know what I'm saying? And as a woman, we have to stay in that because if we say that and we give up the Poonan, that man do not respect us no more. He do not respect us. Like, you will lose all respect. He's going to drag you because he know what you want and he's going to play in your face. <laughs> like, yeah. What, Walter? I said, that's not true. I don't feel like that's true. That don't got nothing to do with respect. And I feel like that's where y'all get it confused because it's like sex don't always equal respect. It's based on how the vibes is. Like I'm not just talking about sex. She's saying to stand in what you're setting as the rule. She was just using sex as an example. Like say saying to set like what you're not gonna accept in this relationship. Don't go back on your word because then they know that the boundaries can be pushed. Mm-hmm. Don't walk all over you. Your boundaries mean shit no more because you're not willing to uphold them to right. you know the standard. Right. And yeah, I agree that sex though, no, sex isn't equal to respect because I mean we married and uh, <laughs> exactly we was doing it at first, you know, before. Right, that's how you get the ring. I hate when y'all stick to y'all. Yeah, we was doing it, and then oh, the doing it was so good that we was like, now wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had some donuts real good, and I had to say, wait a minute, uh uh-uh, this ain't gonna work, because, no. See, you caused the problem. No, because when you're interacting with me in a certain way, and then you're going to interact with certain other people that same way, why am I staying? Yeah, no, see, no, that was one of my demands, though. 
if we're going to interact and, you know, the doing it is going to be good, it can't be no doing it with somebody else. Cause right. It's all about setting boundaries because mm-hmm. at that time I didn't realize that I needed to do that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So yes. it went the way that it went. It wasn't going to work. I had to leave that alone. That was like some of the best physical interactions in my life, but it's going to be more out there. <laughs> Child's going to be more. Yeah. But speaking of double standards, I wanted to bring in this other um, topic about men getting gifts and just celebrating holidays and how women are supposed to give it to them. Did I put that in a group chat? I think I did. Looks like we got a tweet from someone and um, their girl took them out. They gave them a Armani exchange watch and then took them out to eat to Eddie V's Prime Seafood. Um, they made a post saying, not a Rolex, but I'll take it. So one of the main posts says, I helped this girl that I'm dating get a six-figure job as a data scientist. My birthday is coming soon. Now we see if I'm finally get that. I'm going to see if I can finally get that Rolex. Fingers crossed, boys. So she ended up getting him an Armani exchange other than a Rolex. And people were low-key outraged about that. So they were basically saying that they wouldn't talk to the girl no more, like cut her off. Da, 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 da. So I want to get Walter's perspective on this since you are the man in the group. So how do you, you feel about funny? that? Because I had just commented on this post on Twitter, but I didn't know what a like original tweet came from. But I feel like a watch is a watch. Like that was my comment. I was like, a watch is a watch, and you're not entitled to nobody else's money. Even if you even if somebody helped you get in this position that don't mean that this is your check. So while that's cool, I mean, just add the watch to your collection and you can always get the watch another time. I feel like he, he would have appreciated it more if he bought it anyway, but yeah, a watch is a watch. That was my opinion on it. But I'm gonna ask it in this way, with men always treating their women a certain way, like we like certain things, we like diamonds, we like trips, we like the finer things and this, that, and the fourth. Do you feel like it's crazy for a woman to accept or to expect that? But when a man expects something like a Rolex and we don't get it, do you feel like y'all y'all are entitled to feel the same way? Because most women would say he's sassy for feeling that way. And I feel like that's where the double standard will come in. Because if a, if you take me to a motel inn for my birthday and take me to Cheddar's, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> you, and, you know what? You're kind of right. Because I remember it was one Christmas I had big for them Beats headphones. And my mama got me some Sony's and I was salty as fuck. So I know if I was in a situation, I would have been mad about it. I would have been real pissed off and I would have probably wanted to break up. <laughs> in the situation. So from the outside looking there, it's just a watch. But I feel like we are entitled to have that opinion because women want everything. They want you to feed them, they want you to clothe them, you want they want their hair done, they want their nails done. And this not to sound misogynistic, but this is the truth. They want gifts, they want appreciation, they want time, they want all of this. This man just asked for a watch. Why <laughs> get that? <laughs> but what if that's five percent of her income and she ain't have it for the um Rolex right you then and there? You won't be able to afford them dates. Gotta use your credit card and borrow one money. Now, not me. 
but I know people that will go to this extreme, borrowing money from this person, just to do this for this person. So if she has the money accessible, she should have bought it. Rolexes are expensive. The cheapest one I saw was like six bands. So I wouldn't even offer. I would have just told the person, no, I'm not getting you this off that. But if she didn't do that and he was expecting it, she probably should have gotten it. But from the tweet, I don't think he necessarily asked for it. I think he said, because what he said was, um, I'm going to see if I'm going to get that Rolex that I want since I helped her get a job. So in my head, I'm like, did you express, oh, I want a Rolex and I want this specific type of Rolex? Like, did you say that? Because I if you said, I want a nice watch, I'm going to get you a nice watch. Yeah, <laughs> that's a speculation. But if he went all out to say, let's see if I get that Rolex, you know you ain't getting no Rolex unless you ask. So I I feel like it's safe to assume he did ask for it. I don't think that it is. I think that people, you're assuming a lot about people's communication skills out here in these streets. <laughs> Thank you. Um, not, you know you ain't getting yeah. no Rolex unless you specifically say, I want a Rolex. But did he say it? Did he say it with his whole chest? Or was he just hinting around like, oh, I want to watch, you know, oh, look at that watch. Oh, look at this one. Oh, but look at this Rolex. You know, what if, you know, <laughs> if he was just I dropping it rather than just, yeah. I think that the gift of a Rolex is fine if that's y'all type of relationship. I think that that needs to be some type of communication up front. Like, how are we going to go about this gift-giving thing? What you Because if that's not your vibe, don't give with somebody who's like that because then they're going to feel like they're giving a lot and you're not giving the same type of quality gifts to them, you know, or going all out in the same way that they are. Are you and a gift-giving? Oh my bad. I didn't Am hear. I good? Am I a good gift giver? Yeah, like a big gift giver. Mm. Big gift. Like expensive. <laughs> I mean, I bought him like Jay's, like an Xbox, not like thousands of dollars at once, you know. What's your limit? What's your gift budget limit? The highest gift you about? It was like five hundred. But yeah. I feel like in a marriage that's different. Like in a marriage. Mm-hmm. It you have to adjust your gift giving depending mm-hmm. on the house income. Like I'm not about to go get you a vote when we trying to pay for this house. Like mm-hmm. you got to be reasonable. Mm-hmm. But like she like, said, it depends on the type of relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's your type of relationship and where y'all at. Like, but then I, also I agree, you can't feel entitled to someone's money. Gifts yeah. come because they want to give you a gift. Right. And like now, what, like, instead of, like, I think Walter would appreciate this. Like, instead of like buying something, I would make him something, right? Because I'm a crafty type of person, because I'm an artistic type of person. Walter don't care about that. I don't know. Turn down your gift because I'm sentimental as well. But if I done bought you something and you don't have a macaroni and cheese card, the relationship is over. <laughs> because I'm feel no. like I mean like I'm making him like I'd make him a sweat. I'm making him a sweater for Christmas. Oh, okay. What else? And he gets like gift cards, you know, whatever gift card to whatever store he wants, or <laughs> you know. How long y'all been married? This was nine years. This is he materialistic, you would say? 
No. Oh, see, I am. So that wouldn't. I would appreciate the sweater. I would take the sweater, and I would love you forever for the sweater. Right. If it's only a sweater and a gift card, I'm like, yeah. Especially depending on what you asking for, because I'm gonna be in my head. I'm gonna seem happy, but I'm gonna be calculating like, does this make sense with what I just paid for? Mm -hmm. Like time is money, and I have to spend a lot of time to make my money. So I'm gonna start calculating how much time went into my get in. This is a fault of mine because I've a lot of friendships and relationships have ended. I see. Yeah, a lot okay. of friendships and relationships have ended over Mm-mm. it not being fair because fairness is big to me. Okay. Like, let, let, I don't ask for this. Go ahead. Walter is not about to give you something that's not equal in value. His his gift giving is not based on I was thinking about you. I wanted to get you this Dior perfume. It's Okay, I got you this Dior perfume. Where my right. sure. perfume. Where my polo? Where my this? Yeah. It need to be up there because I'm not. What? I don't. I don't want to disappoint you. And if people like expensive gifts, that's fine. Just return the favor. Mm-hmm. But if you like cheap gifts, that's fine too. I return the favor. I like sentimental gifts. Like every year, we kind of have because okay, my birthday and Christmas aren't that far apart. So I usually, he usually just does it in the same, right? And um, like, he takes me on a date for my birthday, but then we also, like the gift is for my birthday and Christmas together. And there's usually an illustrated edition of some book that I want. And that's what I get every year. So $50 max, maybe. That's what I ask for though, because I'm, that's what I want. Like it's, it means a lot to me because that's what I like, <laughs> you know? See you real down to earth. I'm the type type of gift giver that I treat anybody how I want to be treated. So I mainly just try to listen. I ask questions. I don't care about receiving. Of course, I want something back. But if it comes to his birthday, I just want to see you happy. It was somebody who crossed for a fraternity. I spent bread just to show you like oh yeah like congratulations i appreciate you i like you this is what i'm gonna do for you i am a giver mm-hmm. like i'm a giver and it's not a you got to get me something back oh my god like that's what i'll be trying to tell walter like it's not all about the price it's Unless really it's your birthday. It's, but, it's, but it's about it's about who you are as a person if you are a giver you cannot sit right here and expect the same thing back because I'm thinking about you. It's about you. It's right. not about, oh, I'm doing this for you. So when when my shit come around, I need this, that, and the fourth. I'm I'm going to want that, of course. And if you right. like fall through with that, then that's where we have to communicate. If it happens again, that's when we're gonna have to determine the whole, okay, now this ain't gonna work because I'm thinking of you and you ain't doing the same thing back. But I'm not a tit for tat type of person because, like, if I like a certain thing and I really want it, I want you to get it. But if you like this, it doesn't matter the price. Depending on like my financial situation at that point, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be no tit for tat. I really don't care. I actually thought about it. This year might have been more expensive. I threw him a whole party for his birthday, and I forgot about it because I don't think about it as a gift. I was just. That's your man. <laughs> right. It was a party. I threw him a party here at the house and we had like a big seafood boil, you know, and poured out the stuff on the table. Like, Dang. yeah. 
Yeah, for him and his family here at the house because I knew that's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, like this, I would appreciate the sentiment. And my problem, not really the money, it's more so the feeling of being used afterwards. Mm. And that's the big thing because it's kind of like, mm-hmm. I just don't want to be used. Nobody wants to be used, but that's just how mine show through. But that's why I say don't give more than what you're willing to not receive because it's like, just because you go all out, just like Kirsten, she's more of a sentimental person. She's going to make something with her hands. That takes time. That takes her creativity. Just because you threw her a big-ass birthday and she knitted you a whole outfit, that don't mean that it's not that don't mean that it's not equal because that took a lot of time. She had to measure, she had to do this, she had to do that. So it's not like, oh, I gave you a Birkin bag and you sold me a damn shirt, I'm pissed. I mean, you wanted to give me that bag. I like the bag, but look at what I made for you. Like this, you know how many times I pricked my hand to make this shirt? (laughs) You should have used the better scenario because I said I would look at the time. That was just the first thing that popped up in my head. Well, if it is a Birkin bag and you give me a shirt, those not equal. Not unless I care about, unless I was real sentimental. Okay, let's let's change it. A coach bag and I needed you a shirt. They cost about the same while you playing. That's about equal though. Yeah. But that's that but that's what I'm saying. You talking about equality. I'm talking about the thought behind the gift. It's not because I'm spending a hundred dollars. I want you to spend a hundred dollars too. I spent this a hundred dollars because I had it. I care about you. Your birthday is coming up. I wanted to get this for you. Your birthday come around. I care about you. This, that, and forth. I want to take you out to eat to your favorite restaurant because I kept hearing you say it. It may not be the whole hundred dollars, but I want you to enjoy this meal because you kept talking about it. If you want to do a little something after during that meal, I'm going to ask you, is there something that you want to do after this? Do you want to get a hotel? Like you can't just be like oh she only taking me out to eat when you don't even know what could possibly happen after that you know what i'm saying because you can ask for a little bit more but you can't be like oh you did this so i I expected more no just ask (laughs) just say any good gift requires thought though like just because it's expensive i'm not if that was the case i'd be giving people gift cards i feel like gift cards have no thought behind them me personally so I mm-hmm. wouldn't really give anybody a gift card. All my th- my all my gifts do be thoughtful, but I just need this. I just need to make sense, honestly, because I don't want to say something sound like a badass person, but I just need the gift giving to make sense. Yeah, yeah. It's not wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with having your expectations, but like that's why I say it just come down to communication. It's not what you say; it's how you say it. True. Absolutely. Absolutely. And on that note, we're going to wrap this episode up. It was really fun talking to you guys about these topics. And on that note, I would like for you guys to like, comment, share, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.